Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to the Determined to be Desperate podcast. Uh, My name is Josh Howard. I'm the host of the podcast, as well as the author of the book, Determined to be Desperate, Developing a Deep-Seated Desperation for Jesus Christ. Um, It's the book I wrote and put out this year, Um, and it's the inspiration behind this podcast. The goal is, of course, to uh, begin to develop a deep-seated desperation for Jesus Christ, and ultimately... Um, to spread the word of the Lord um, around the world. So we've had one listener in in Ireland, which is really neat to me. Uh, that's kind of that's really cool. Um, the, the, this podcast and and again, ultimately, the word uh, is reaching from Georgia and the United States all the way to um, other places. I, I think it's so neat how technology um, technology does that. Um, so I do want to thank you all for listening. Uh, it's it's just it's so neat to me, uh, just to be able to talk about the Lord, and and have people hear about it and listen to it. Um, it's my calling and and it's my passion really. Um, and so I'm I've, you know this the the last uh, episode uh, honestly and 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 this might sound kind of uh, kind of bad to say, but honestly I hope it left you in a. Um, a bit of a downtrodden place. Uh, I, I really hope uh, it, it caused you to step back and to take a look um, at how broken you are because this next part, um, the next part of the book and, and this next part that I'm going to talk about today um, is really emphasized and, and uh, shown um, through understanding just how broken you are. And the next chapter in the book is called Behold the Lamb, and it's all about Jesus Christ. And of course, that's what this whole thing is about, uh, developing a desperation for Jesus Christ. Uh, the book details uh, who he is, uh, you know, his mission when he came to earth. Uh, the fact that, that the plan for salvation, the plan for your salvation, uh, we want to take this personal, uh, you know, make it about uh, about you and your salvation and your story and your testimony, but the plan for your salvation was laid out uh, before the foundations of the world. Scripture tells us, um, you know, it's it's about the prophecy uh, about Jesus uh, throughout the Old Testament that that he fulfilled and and he specifically fulfilled every single prophecy that was about him in the Old Testament. He fulfilled it specifically in his time on earth. Um, and so that's what this chapter is about. And, and I'll go into the prophecy at some point. Um, honestly, if, if we went through every prophecy uh, that Jesus fulfilled one at a time, I mean, it would take up, again, just like talking about the Lord, we could, we could do a full podcast uh, just on that. Uh, we're going to dive into it for sure um, in, in future episodes. But today I just want to talk about um, the person of Jesus, for one, uh, and, and really dive into uh, the fact that the gospel plan, your salvation, remember, make this personal, your salvation was laid out before the foundations of the world even were, were laid out. Uh, and and I, I kind of start off the chapter with that. Uh, one with a quote um, from Martin Luther King, uh, Jr., uh, Doctor, I'm sorry, that was terrible. From Martin Luther, 
uh, I had another quote in here, I believe, from Martin Luther King Jr., but uh, from Martin Luther, the, the German uh, monk who, who started the, the Protestant Reformation. He says, For nothing counts with God except His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, who is completely pure and holy before Him. Where He is, there God looks and has His pleasure. Um, and again, that's from Martin Luther. But that, that last part, uh, for, you know, for nothing counts with God except for Jesus Christ. That's it. Where God looks, uh, or where Jesus is, there God looks and has his pleasure. And here's the cool part about that quote and why I put it in there, um, is that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, he imparts on you, uh, one, he covers you in his blood and, and forgives you of your sin. Two, he imparts his righteousness on you. Jesus Christ is stamped on your life at that time. Um, and, and the Lord is able to look on you and have pleasure. Uh, he couldn't do that before because you were marred with sin. Uh, because of his character, because he cannot dwell with sin, because he cannot be in a relationship with a sinful being, he couldn't look at you before with pleasure. But by your faith in Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ is stamped on your life, God can look at you and have his pleasure. And, and then it goes on in the book. It's all about Jesus. From the first letter of Genesis to the final word of Revelation, it's all about Jesus Christ. The Old Testament points to the coming of Jesus Christ, and the New Testament reveals the promise that was made so many years before Christ ever walked the earth. You must realize Jesus wasn't plan B. He was the plan from the beginning, the Son of God given for your sin. Um, and, and I detail that. Uh, you know, in John chapter 1, it, it's, it's explaining uh, just how long the, the plan for salvation was in place. Um, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, and you jump down to verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. Um, it, it's John is laying out the plan for salvation from the very uh, beginning. Um, the Bible says that, that nothing that was created was created apart from Jesus Christ. That means every step of the creation process, when God said, Let there be light, Jesus was a part of that. Um, when, when God separated the land from the sea, Jesus was a part of that. When He separated the earth from the sky, Jesus was a part of that. When He, when he put fish in the sea and birds in the air and, and animals on the land, Jesus was a part of that. And when God said, let us make man in our own image, we get a, a view, uh, just a small little snippet, a tiny glimpse of the fact that Jesus was right there in... in um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, is, is where we see God say, he's, every, he's looked at everything and everything was good, and then He gets to the pinnacle of creation. He says, let us make man in our own image. And, and I want to dive into that for just a moment, because you, you've got to, I want you to immerse yourself um, in exactly what is going on right here. You, it kind, of, kind of take a, a, a bird's eye view. Of, of scripture at this point um, you know when you when you read it I want you to dive into it and really feel what's going on in scripture and what's being said don't just read through it uh, but actually actually let yourself experience what's going on in scripture and so God has created the heavens and the earth and this this earth is God said it was good it was beautiful it was perfect it was unmarred by sin 
And, and then God takes a step back. And I imagine in that moment, he looked at Jesus and, and I just imagine he said, let us create man in our own image. Let's create somebody we can have a relationship with. Let's create somebody. Uh, you remember he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve and, and, and had, had conversations and spent time with Adam and Eve. Um, and so God said, let's, let's create man in our own image. Let's, let's create somebody we can have a relationship with. Let's create somebody who we can love, who will love us back. And, um, and, and, and I think, you know, Jesus is standing there in the Holy Spirit too. You know, this really shows the Trinity. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. And I think God stopped in that moment and said, listen, man is going to mess up they're going to bring sin into the world and they're going to fail us. And they're, they're going to become our enemies. They're going to spit in our faces and, and they're they're going to deny you, and they're going to deny me, um, and 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 eventually, at a certain time, you're going to have to go to this earth. You're going to have to leave heaven, go to this earth that we've created, and you're going to have to live and die, um, in order to take away the sin, the separation that man's going to bring on the earth. And I think, without a second thought, Jesus said, "Let's do it. Let's create man in our own image." And that goes even deeper because it becomes personal when you when you when you put your own name in there. Let's create Josh in our own image. Let's create your name here in our own image. God knew you long before the foundations of the earth were ever put in place. He knew every breath you would take. He knew the number of hairs on your head and the number of hairs in your hairbrush at home. He knew uh, he, he knew every moment of your life. He knew every failure you would ever have. He knew every success that you would ever have. He knew every time you would deny Him, and He knew every time that you would uh, lift His name on high. And you can see that in Psalms 139. David says, O Lord, You have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, You know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay Your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And and he goes, uh, if you jump over uh, to uh, verse 14 or 13 I'm sorry it says for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed substance and your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them I want you to think back to what we talked about in the last episode. And I know that your deepest, darkest moment came up. The one that the one that you still, when you think about it, you wince a little bit. You have a hard time considering just how messed up you can be sometimes. God knew those moments. He had seen those moments. He had lived through those moments at the time that He said, let us create man in our own image. God created you with a purpose and with a passion that is, that, that, that is insurpassable. God loved you long before the earth was ever created. And that means that Jesus Christ planned to die for you long before 
you were ever created. Long before you ever accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, long before you even drew a breath, Jesus Christ planned to die for you. Jesus was not plan B. He was the plan from the beginning. God set in place this gospel plan. What we read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, that Jesus would come to this earth, that He would leave heaven, and He would come to this earth, and He would take on flesh, and He would live this life with all of its woes, with all of its trials and tribulations. The the Bible says that, that, that we haven't gone through anything that Jesus Christ didn't go through. We haven't been tempted by any any temptation that Jesus was not tempted by. Yet He did it without sin. We know that. But He, he still was 100% human and 100% God. And that plan was set in place before the earth was even created. I, I mean, I, I just... And, and, and this one, this episode isn't going to be quite as long as the other ones because I want you to stew on that for a moment because for the next few episodes, we're just going to talk about Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you, don't tune out. Listen to how awesome my Savior is. Because He so desperately desires to be your Savior as well. You know you're broken. I I don't care if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know you're broken. I know I'm broken. Even men like Billy Graham were broken till the end. You know that you're broken. But Jesus Christ planned to die for you anyways. Paul says that that he died for us when we were still enemies of God. That's that's not you know that's not even that's not even uh, I mean just try to imagine yourself dying for somebody that you see on the side of the road or somebody that you drive by as you're going down the road, somebody you don't even know, somebody you've never even met. Imagine yourself dying for them. Uh, just just all of a sudden there's a choice and you have to choose whether to die for them or to let them pass. Um, it's it's not even it's not even really fathomable. You don't know that person. Well, we were worse than that. God knew us. He knew he knew us better than we knew ourselves. We were his enemies. When when you read the 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 story of Jesus Christ's crucifixion as his pieces of his beard are pulled out and and he's whipped um, not not just beyond recognition of of people who would look at him and say, "Hey, that's Jesus." Beyond beyond being recognizable as a man, Jesus was beaten with whips, and then he had a cross placed on his back, and and he was he had to carry that cross up to his 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 place of death, and he was nailed to a cross. He had a he had a crown of thorns shoved on his head. And then, as he was on the cross, when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In that moment, the Father, God, for the first time in all of eternity, turned his back on his Son. Can you imagine? For the first time in all of eternity, Jesus and God had dwelt as one. And for the first time in all of eternity, 
God separated Himself from Jesus Christ for your sin. It was you who did all of those things to Him. You were His enemy. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are His enemy. But guess what? He died for you anyways. Imagine doing that for your worst enemy. For somebody who would spit on you. For somebody who would, uh, who, who would do everything that they could. Who would climb a tree to go against you. Imagine doing that to somebody. For somebody. It's not in our human nature. But it's in God's nature. And He died for you. And if you are a Christian, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're walking in the Spirit, and, and you're, you're living according to the call to which you were called, or if you are a Christian, and you're not necessarily living according to the call to which you are called, I want you to stew until the next episode, in the next few episodes, just on the fact that Jesus Christ set out to die for you from before the foundations of the earth were laid. I mean, that's phenomenal. What a Savior that is. What a Savior that is. You know, I just had a baby recently, and I, I can imagine now dying for somebody. I can imagine now, of course, I would die for my wife as well. But I can fully imagine going out of my way to die for somebody. Because of my child. And I could never imagine giving my child up to die for my worst enemy. And that is exactly what God did for you. I mean, that's... It's phenomenal. There, There is no other religion uh, that can offer you a king who became a savior. There isn't. There's no other religion in existence that can offer you a king who became a savior. It doesn't exist. Every other religion that you encounter, there are rules and there are regulations that you have to follow in order to get to nirvana or to paradise or whatever it may be. But I want you to think about this. While Jesus was on that cross, there were two prisoners, there were two thieves, one on each side of him. And one would mock him and tell him, if, if, if you really are, who you say you are, come down off this cross and oh, by the way, bring us with you. But there was another one on the other side who looked and said, don't you know who you're talking to? This man is Jesus Christ and he has claimed to be the Savior of the world, come to take away our sins. And he looked at Jesus and, and, and this is so beautiful because he looks at Jesus and this man will never have a chance to come down off the cross and be baptized. This man will never have a chance to come, out, come down off the cross and live his life for Jesus Christ. He will never have a chance to come down off the cross and spread the gospel. He is going to die in the next few moments. And he looks at Jesus and he just says, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He didn't understand exactly who Jesus was. He didn't understand, I don't think, fully that Jesus was the Son of God. I don't think he fully understood that Jesus came and lived and died to take away everything that he had done. I'm not sure that he fully understood. I don't believe that he fully understood that Jesus was going to rise again. 
There was nothing that he had to offer Jesus. He had lived his life as a thief, and he was going to die on that cross as a thief. But he said to Jesus, I don't know exactly who you are, but I believe what you say. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus looked at him and said, Today you will be with me in paradise. Let me tell you that being a believer, accepting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and allowing your real estate in heaven to be purchased costs you absolutely nothing. And at the same time, it will cost you all of yourself. And I'll dive more into that too, but I want you to stew on the fact that Jesus Christ always planned on dying for you. That's that's the awesome part about the gospel story. It wasn't plan B. Jesus didn't say, well, if you know, if these people, uh, if they get it right, then I, then I won't have to die for them. We're going to take that chance. No, he knew every moment of your life and my life and every person who had ever lived is living or will live's life. And he chose to create us anyways. Knowing that he would have to go to the cross Experience the most excruciating punishment in history. And be separated from His Father all to save a wretch like you and me. What a phenomenal gospel that is. What phenomenal good news that is. And I want you to think about Jesus as, as we continue forward in, in talking about and looking at the person and the mission of Jesus Christ. And I hope that you'll be blessed today. And like I said, if, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen in for the next couple of episodes. Because this is where we're going to talk about, get into the meat of who Jesus is and what He came to do. So thank you for listening. As I said in the beginning, I'm, I'm so happy um, to see the Word being spread. And I'm so humbled to be able to be even a small part of it. And I hope you join back with me on the next episode. That's been today's episode, episode 4 of the Determined to be Desperate podcast. And please, if you, if you haven't purchased the book, Determined to be Desperate, uh, on Amazon, if you haven't purchased the book, uh, go ahead and get it. Begin to read through it. You can get the 90-day devotional, 90 Days to Desperation as well, and, and read it alongside the book. and Just be encouraged and implored towards a desperation for Jesus Christ. God bless.